The British Museum, April 1816. Andrew Yates, Viscount Brookfield, didn't have to look long or hard to find his quarry. As soon as he stepped over the threshold into the museum's reading room, he spotted his friend sitting close to the door, his nose in a book, apparently oblivious to anyone and everything around him. Drew bit back a smile as he said, So this is where Scotsmen go and hide to avoid paying their debts. Ian McLaren, the Earl of Erecht, bolted upright in his wooden chair and turned his surprised gaze to Drew, just a few feet away. I sent over a bank draft yesterday. You didn't receive it. Drew flashed his friend a wide grin. I just thought you might like to start paying me in advance. Might make it easier on you in the end. You can go to hell, Ian replied without heat. Then he shook his head. Your uncle was the unluckiest fellow I ever known. Are you sure you're related? Drew's stomach twisted at the mention of his late uncle. Unfortunately, he was related to the man, more closely than anyone knew, however. Thank God for that last bit. Being George Yates's nephew was bad enough. If anyone knew Drew was the villain's bastard, his life wouldn't be worth living. Forcing down the bile that rose up in his throat, whenever his uncle was mentioned, Drew shrugged. Must get all my luck from my mother's family. Though that was far from the truth, too. His mother had never experienced a lucky day in her life, as far as he was aware. Luck, apparently, was not something one could inherit. I wanted to see if you were heading down to Allbourne's tomorrow. I've got an extra seat in my coach. Ian shook his head. I promised Elspeth I'd escort her to Lady Staveley's ball tomorrow. Drew couldn't help but chuckle. If there was one place he couldn't picture the burly Scot, it was attending a marriage mart ball. In fact, his friend had avoided such events as though they were the plague. Lose a bet with your sister, he guessed. Finally gave in to her wailing and constant pleading, Ian snorted. And she's easier to please than Katrina. God save me when that little imp is old enough to attend these damned affairs. Well, perhaps your luck will change, and you'll meet the lady of your dreams tomorrow night then, Drew teased. So she can spend the half of my fortune I haven't already lost to you. Ian folded his arms across his chest. Nay, I'd sooner stick my own spoon in the wall. Before Drew could reply to that, a waspish voice echoed in the corridor behind him. You are the most willful girl in existence, a woman complained. For the last time, stand up straight. He and Ian exchanged a surprised look before Drew glanced over his shoulder to find a tall, plump and scowling woman yanking the arm of a much more petite lady. I am standing up straight, the smaller lady bit out, her brown curls bobbing up and down as the chit thrust her chin upward, petulantly standing her ground against her tormentor. She did have spirit. Drew would give her that. The girl was also quite lovely, with warm hazel eyes and a heart-shaped face. She hardly looked like the most willful girl in existence. She looked more like a lively pixie or charming sprite. "'You're so short, one can hardly tell,' the imposing harridan returned. "'I suppose all I can do is pray for height, then,' the pretty brunette replied cheekily. "'As there's not much else I can do about the situation.' The plump woman's face turned a bit red as she sucked in half the museum's air and narrowed her eyes to little slits. 
If you think you'll find a husband with that smart tongue of yours, you'd better think again, missy. Then she yanked the girl forward. We're already late. Stop dawdling. And then the two of them disappeared down the corridor. And that, my friend, is the other reason to avoid marriage, Ian said, coming to stand beside Drew. The girl was lovely, Drew replied, still staring in the direction the two ladies had departed. Aye, but the other one... Ian whistled. You never know when you'll wake up next to the other one, and then you'd trap the rest of your days. Drew turned his attention back to his friend. There was no reason to resist one's fate so determinedly. Fate was, after all, fate. You know your mother will require an heir at some point, don't you? 